This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Upvoted No Sleep, where OP, totally not a werewolf, writes, Hey everyone, I never thought I would be one of those people typing away in the dead of night, looking for help in the uncanny corners of the internet. But here I am, a desperate man. My wife, let's call her Emily, has been acting, well, strange. More than strange. Frightening, in a way. Let me backtrack a little. When Emily was a child, she went missing in the woods near our hometown. She was gone for two days before they found her, seemingly unscathed. She never spoke much of it. I always thought it was trauma, you know. She was safe now with me, and that was all that mattered. We've been together for five years, living a content, if somewhat unconventional, life. Emily has always had peculiar rules rules that I accepted as part of loving her. I always have to knock before entering a room she's in, even if it's just our bedroom. We've never taken a bath or a shower together, something that always struck me as odd for a married couple. And she insists on sleeping with the lights off, so the room is as dark as a moonless night. I've asked her about these quirks, but she brushes them off, always with a hint of fear in her eyes. She's also deeply afraid of lightning. Whenever there's a thunderstorm, she hides in the cellar whimpering and crying, while holding on to me like a scared child. Now, here is where things take a turn for the unsettling. A few months back, local authorities discovered a child's skeleton in the same woods where Emily had gone missing all those years ago. It was a gruesome sight. The bones gnawed at as if by animals, and the news seemed to hit Emily hard. It was as though the color drained from her face when she heard it. Since then, she's, she's been different. Lost in her thoughts, quiet, almost ghost-like. I've tried to talk to her about it, but she just looks at me with these distant, glassy eyes, and she changes the subject. She's been spending more time in the rooms alone, the ones that I need to knock to enter. And the thing is, we've been trying to have a baby for the longest time. Fertility issues, they said. But soon after the skeleton was found, Emily told me she was pregnant, and it should have been a joyous moment, 
But there was something off in her expression when she told me. It wasn't excitement and it wasn't joy. It was fear. And it's starting to scare me. The way she caresses her belly with a vacant stare in her eyes. How she flinches when I touch her as if something inside her is stirring uncomfortably. Her peculiar rules seem more rigid now, almost frantic. And it's driving me mad. I don't know what's going on. I love Emily and I want to support her, but I can't shake the feeling that something is terribly wrong. I'm worried for her. I'm worried for our unborn child. And honestly, for myself too. A couple of months ago, we visited a therapist, a kindly older woman who promised to help us navigate whatever was going on. I was hopeful, even a little relieved. But Emily... Emily was as quiet as ever. She answered the therapist's questions with monosyllabic responses. No, she wasn't feeling different. Yes, everything was fine. She didn't seem to understand that everything was not fine, not by a long shot. Or maybe she was hiding something, I don't know. All I know is that my once vibrant wife has been replaced by this silent, hollowed-out version. After the therapy session, we drove home in an uncomfortable silence. The radio was our only distraction, and that's when the news broke. The skeleton found was about 20 years old, the same time Emily went missing. A shiver went down my spine as I glanced at Emily. She stared blankly at the road ahead, her face pale under the harsh streetlights. What does it mean? The timing is so uncanny, it can't be mere coincidence. Can it? Who was this child? And why does its discovery affect Emily so profoundly? Later that week, we went out for our first ultrasound appointment, a milestone that should have brought joy and excitement, yet the atmosphere was thick with anxiety. The ultrasound tech was a cheerful woman, oblivious to our underlying tension. She applied the cold gel to Emily's belly, and the screen flickered to life. But what it showed... It wasn't what I was expecting. The baby, our baby, looked odd, almost distorted. But before I could get a good look, the tech quickly reassured us that it was likely a technical glitch. She laughed it off, (laughs) saying these old machines tend to act up sometimes. But I saw it, and I saw Emily's reaction before the screen was turned away. It wasn't surprise. It wasn't confusion, it was recognition, followed swiftly by dread. I can't shake the image of our distorted baby from my mind. I can't stop thinking about the 20-year-old skeleton. It feels like we're being drawn into something dark and sinister, something that ties Emily's past to our present. Every day the situation is escalating, and Emily's behavior becomes more peculiar, more concerning. As much as I wish this was just my imagination running wild, it is not. The oddities are real, and they are happening right in front of me. Emily stopped going outside during the day. No morning walks, no grocery trips, no visits to her parents, nothing. It's like she's developed a sudden aversion to sunlight. She spends her days holed up in our house, working from a makeshift office in our cellar. Emily's always been a workaholic, but her obsession with work seems to have become a tool for her to avoid the sunlight, to hide in the shadows. Every window in our house is now covered with heavy, thick curtains, a seemingly overnight change. 
Emily claims that it's to protect the baby from the harmful sunlight. And I've tried explaining that a little sun won't harm the baby, but she insists with a fervor in her eyes that I have never seen before. And then there are the nightly walks. As soon as the sun sets, Emily becomes restless, almost agitated. She heads out irrespective of the weather for hour-long walks. And on those long, unsettling strolls, I accompany her. Out of love, out of worry, out of a husband's duty. The heavy rain pelting us, the eerie silence of the night, the unspoken fears hanging between us. It's all incredibly surreal. The only thing that will keep her inside is thunder, which she seems to have grown ever more afraid of than before. Her food cravings are another story altogether. They're beyond what any pregnancy guide ever warned me about. Raw fish, of all things, seems to be her favorite. She devours them like a starved animal. The smell fills the house, making my stomach churn. And it's not just fish. Raw vegetables, rare steaks, almost anything she can eat in its most uncooked form. I don't know how to help her. I don't know what's causing this. All I have are endless questions and growing fears. The threads connecting Emily's past, her present, the child skeleton, our odd-looking baby in the ultrasound. They're all still loose, making no sense. I feel like I'm trapped in a puzzle. A horror story that's slowly unfolding. And I'm right at its center. And that was the first part of an upvoted no-sleep story by OP, totally not a werewolf. But we're not done yet. Come on back tomorrow to hear the rest. Sweet dreams.